Today on State Scoop's Priorities Podcast from Scoop News Group, an update on Georgia's IT priorities, additional maturity in Alaska, and a fresh look at the RFP process in Wyoming. Welcome to State Scoop's Priorities Podcast. Every Thursday, you'll get insights into the state and local government technology community. You'll hear from top leaders across the state and local world and learn about the latest news and trends ahead for the industry. I'm your host, Keely Quinlan. Here's what's happening this week. The District of Columbia U.S. Attorney is dropping charges against Christopher Rodriguez, the district's chief technology officer, after he was arrested for domestic assault against his wife. Rodriguez was arrested at his home in D.C. on November 2nd, according to a police report. In a statement, Rodriguez and his wife say a, quote, family medical emergency created extreme stress and anxiety. The statement continues, saying the two are requesting privacy at this time. Rodriguez is currently on administrative leave from the city. The Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency is looking to bolster cyber workforce development and training with a total of $3 million in grants to two nonprofit organizations. The South Memphis Renewal Community Development Corporation and Perscalis will receive $1.5 million each. The two organizations both offer cybersecurity education and training. Washington, D.C. is distributing free Apple AirTags to drivers in selected police service areas in an effort to combat the rise in car thefts. Car thefts are up more than 100% since this time last year, according to D.C. police data. The program aims to help police locate and recover stolen vehicles and hold thieves accountable. You can find these stories and more at statescoop.com and in the links in today's show notes. The Georgia Technology Authority is prioritizing cybersecurity and being artificial intelligence ready, state CIO Shanzia Thomas says. The state, which will host an AI summit next month, is looking to make sure that work on AI complements staff rather than being used as a means of replacing jobs. Thomas tells State Scoop's Jake Williams about her priorities and how she's tackling AI. We've got our normal priorities, which is first off cybersecurity. That's always top of mind for Georgia, trying to make sure that we are one step ahead of any kind of threat that may come our way. Actually, we're building a SOC, our first SOC, so we're excited about that. That should be up and running by the end of November, so we're, we're full speed ahead on that. Secondly, we are working on um, AI. We have an AI summit coming up on December 12th at the W in Atlanta. It's going to be huge. We just came off our digital government summit, which was 330 um, attendees, great keynote speakers, great sessions. So we're piggybacking off of that with eRepublic. So that's going to be a huge thing. We're talking all things AI. We want to make sure that we are, we're not afraid of AI, but we want to make sure we're trained properly. We want to make sure we know what will help complement staff instead of, you know, fearful of losing, losing their jobs. But we also want to make sure we know how to defend against it when someone's using it irresponsibly. So we're talking all things AI. We've got a good um, set of speakers coming on that. So that's something to look forward to. 
So let's talk about cybersecurity a little bit. Um, you know, obviously we had the cyber grants come through and then and now I know you have some other things going on in the cyber arena. What are you thinking about when it comes to cybersecurity? What are those priorities under that cyber umbrella? Well, just making sure we have the latest and greatest tool. We just rolled out CrowdStrike to all of our agencies and we're still doing that making sure that all the endpoints are protected so we brought on Splunk we've got you know um, CoreView we've got a lot of tools that we're bringing in-house to make sure we're managing those tools so just trying to set, make sure that we're covering all of our state agencies you know Jake as well as I do that we've only covered the the guest 14 well my vision is to make sure we're covering the full at, at least the full um, executive branch and then when it comes to something like AI and generative AI I mean, it's sort of always been around, but now is really on the scene in a really big way. How are you thinking about it? How are you approaching it? What are you thinking about when it comes to, to AI? Well, like I said, first of all, we've got to, we can't be fearful of it. You can always defend against something because it's new, because it's, you know, there's no real data around it. But like you said, it's been here and we've been using it. Vendors have been using it. So we've just put out our first, we, our board just approved our first AI policy. And now we're working on the standards with the governor's office and OPB to make sure we have accept, a, an acceptable use standard out there um, because we do want to use it. We want to use it to modernize. We do want to use it to enhance our staff. So we're thinking about all things AI, but again, we want to be able to defend against it as well. And then, you know, Georgia's been on a cloud journey for the last couple of years, uh, really trying to think differently about how y'all use the cloud. Where, where are you now when it comes to cloud adoption and cloud use in the state? Well, the cloud adoption, we have three uh, cloud providers now. We finished up AWS late last year. We're beginning the Azure move right now with two pilots with GBI and uh, another agency and OCI. Uh, we, our Oracle um, team is working on PeopleSoft. So right now, and then we're going to work with the Google team to set up a Google platform. So we're working all things cloud. We want our agencies to move and our job is to help them move there. And so when you think about cloud, when you think about cyber, when you think about Gen AI and emerging technology, what does the next year look like for you? I mean, there's a lot on the horizon, a lot on that priority list, uh, but what, what are some of those projects and things that you want to make sure you get done in the near term? Well, um, using Gen AI to make sure we're looking at our data to make some better informed decisions on how we move making those decisions to help out our citizens, getting those services quicker, faster, easier for our citizens. So using that data for that, um, cloud adoption, making sure we're moving our, 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 our assets to, to the cloud, um, not necessarily meaning they're secure there, but making sure we do have those guardrails in place. And then security always one step ahead of that threat actor. Shanzia Thomas, CIO for the state of Georgia. You can read more about her and AI at statescoop.com and in the links in today's show notes. Alaska's top priorities haven't changed much over the last few years, according to state CIO Bill Smith. But what is different has been the way the state is looking to mature its efforts across the board. Smith tells Jake Williams about what maturity looks like in the state. Well, ironically, our, our top priorities really haven't changed much over the last few years. 
but the maturity in each of the areas has really been developing. And so uh, our number one priority has always been cybersecurity. Um, we're responding to the, the changing nature of threats. We've implemented a lot of uh, new process and incident response capabilities as well as systems. And now we're just continuing to mature that, that functional area. Um, and I think we're doing a, we're doing a pretty good job. Uh, a lot of work to continue. It's, it's obviously constant threats out there, but uh, we're working hard at it. The other, the next priority is really digital government and and our cloud migration, um, and that is an area that we've made a lot of progress with. We're in the middle of a large-scale cloud uh, migration, and we've got about half of our state resources looked at, um, and we're we're probably roughly half in in the uh, cloud environment right now. We're getting ready to do the second half of that large-scale project, um, and then we'll be moving into a kind of ongoing maturity in terms of how we manage that environment and changing the way that we look at, at some of our functions. Um, along with that, with digital government, we're really taking a hard look at um, artificial intelligence and trying to make sure that we, that we can deliver value to Alaskans quickly uh, and safely. And so we're going to start working through uh, several kind of uh, more uh, straightforward use cases that uh, that we are very comfortable in terms of the safety of the data, um, and then we're going to be developing our our capabilities long over a little bit longer term, in in terms of governance and uh, larger data models. So that's that's pretty exciting. And so when you think about something like digital government, um, and then how it ties into cloud, and then how that ties into some of that emerging tech and AI, uh, how do you how do you sort of plan big in order to get down into the into the possibilities for all of those individual items? So as we look at as we look at those uh, those capabilities, um, I think it's helpful to to determine what are the foundational pieces. And so, for instance, uh, when we look at a, an Alaskan engaging with government. Um, a couple of those enabling things that allow us to provide great service are using AI, for instance, with a natural language model so that it is easy for an Alaskan to ask a straightforward question and engage in a conversation with the state through a mobile app or through a web portal. Um, and in order to make sure that that system is available uh, to the maximum extent possible, if we're already got a cloud presence and we put that into the cloud, then we start to untether ourselves from individual connections between communities or in regions. So I, I think if we build, if, if we look at it as a foundation of building blocks, um, it all kind of ties together to result, hopefully, hopefully in a seamless uh, improvement in service to Alaskans. Uh, and we've got a lot of those building blocks in flight and starting to get them in place now. You talked about with with AI and generative AI being, uh, you know, kind of smart in your approach, thinking about the impacts that it's going to have. I mean, how do you how do you see this sort of going from uh, talked about right now to sort of reality in the pretty near future? So it, it really starts with understanding what use cases you're trying to attack. Um, and within the state of Alaska, our business leaders in many in all of our departments are really uh, really active in in refining those business ca use cases. Um, they've come up with a lot of good ways that we can use artificial intelligence, and we're starting to put those into motion right now. So we're building the governance, we're starting to, to assemble tools um, and work on how we can start deliver those that value more quickly. Um, and, and I think we start with those use cases that deliver value in a rapid manner, get it, get it, uh, the time to value is, is really quick, uh, but also limits exposure for sensitive data. There are a lot of things that we can do with public facing data that will make Alaskans lives easier uh, and doesn't involve a, a significant amount of risk. And so we're moving forward 
on that really, really quickly. There's a lot of energy within the administration and within the uh, government to get those benefits to Alaskans quickly and safely, and we're working hard at that. And so just to sort of wrap it up, we've talked about digital government, AI, cloud, uh, cybersecurity. You know, what does the next six months to a year look like for you? What are some of the things that you really want to get done in the near term? So within the next six months, we should be finishing up the second half of our large scale cloud migration. Um, once that's complete, then we're going to be kind of rationalizing the remaining on premise uh, environment. There's still going to be some on premise. We're going to be a hybrid environment. Um, but we're also looking at what are the next of the public clouds that we're going to be working with. Um, I, I think we're going to be in a, into a multi-cloud environment, and so we're setting the stage for that. Um, that's really that's really the focus. We also are, are looking at some uh, you know some life cycle improvements on some of our systems on the security side and as well as others. Um, but kind of within all of that, we're really working hard to make sure that we address the fact that we've got some workforce challenges. We've got tremendously talented IT professionals. Uh, we just need to figure out how to get more and keep them longer, uh, just like everybody else in the industry. And so we're, we're spending a lot of attention on that as well. Bill Smith, CIO for the state of Alaska. You can read more about him and his work at statescoop.com and in the links in today's show notes. Wyoming's IT agency is trying to get away from lengthy, complicated procurement processes and instead build better relationships with vendors to make getting access to services easier. Timothy Sheehan is the state's interim CIO. He tells Jake about what he's up to in Wyoming. So right now we just wrapped up uh, a task force study on our agency, uh, so I hope to have some, some good news out of legislative committee here in the next couple months. Um, ETS is looking strong. Um, we're going to focus on, on helping our um, staff resources and bring some more bodies in. Uh, one of the, the good programs that we've got going on is our resource augmentation program. Uh, so we're trying to get away from that lengthy, complicated RFP contracting process, uh, trying to build better relationships with our vendors and more quickly procure services from them. So think of it as that master service agreement. Um, I think we have close to 40 vendors coming on board with that. Uh, and we're going to focus on, you know, platforms, uh, try to standardize as much as we can in the state uh, going forward. And so when you when you do a resource augmentation program like that, I mean, how are you bringing all of those competing priorities and thoughts together in one spot? I mean, there's a workforce component there. There's a procurement component there. Uh, tell me a little bit of how you put something like that together. Yeah, one of the main reasons was that workforce challenge. Um, I have a lot of great people that work for us. I don't have enough people to do the work we need to get done. And so that's uh, why I'm relying on the vendor community to, to help us out. And so really what we want to take is the needs of the agencies, um, put together that statement of work uh, that they need to, to complete that project, and really leverage this program to, you know, do a resource call, bring them in, uh, so you can, you know, while price is always a component, we also want a successful completion and, and a quick completion. So we're looking at those as priorities for, for moving forward with that. And I, I feel like something that's not necessarily tied directly into that, but is pretty deeply related, is Wyoming's overall modernization efforts. Uh, what do you have underway in the modernization space? Yeah, so we're doing a deep dive in our inventory, and we're trying to educate our stakeholders and our funders, uh, appropriators, uh, what that truly looks like. Uh, you know, keeping that legacy uh, in our environment is costly. You know, agencies think, you know, they don't have to ask for funding, that it's cheap. You know, no harm to them, but actually on the back end, the central IT, you know, there's a lot of cybersecurity risk there, a lot of mitigating control. So it's the education piece, what it means to keep legacy, 
and, and what it means to modernize. Uh, and it, it, it's a hefty lift. And so we're, we're trying to find a way for sustainable funding. Uh, and I'm advocating for, for an IT modernization fund uh, so we can help move those projects forward. When you think about an IT modernization fund, I mean, there are a couple of examples of this across the state IT community. Uh, anywhere that you're looking for inspiration or, or motivation to, to help drive something like that forward? Yeah, as much as we, uh, you know, try not to, to talk about our neighbors to Colorado because, you know, you know we, we, we go to war every now and then. But no, uh, I, I kind of like the model they have. Uh, they, at the end of the year, will revert money left over in IT object codes. And so I think that's that's a great source to, to start kick kickstart this fund. Um, you know, we from hardware to software to our billback services, you know, at the end of the biennium, there's money left over. It's already appropriated. So instead of reverting to the general fund, let's revert to our modernization fund. And then sort of to, to tie it tie it all up, we've talked about a couple different things here, uh, but obviously a lot on the horizon for the next six months for, for you in Wyoming. Uh, what are some of those top priorities and projects that you think you can sort of drive drive across the finish line or at least advance a base or two uh, down the line? Yeah, we're, we're starting our citizen engagement portal experience. Uh, we're starting to get a lot of buy-in from agencies, uh, from the governor's office, the value of having that central point of contact. Wyoming's rural and having folks drive in a long distance, you know, it's not fair to them. So we need to find an efficient way to deliver government services to them. And as part of that, we're, we're going into a budget session. And I, I have the pleasure of reviewing uh, all of the IT asks from all the agencies. And what I plan on doing um, shortly after our budget session ends is bringing the vendor community together. Now that we have our projects appropriated, how can we create a uh, transparent strategic plan that works for the vendor community and works for the state of Wyoming as well so we can better partner? Timothy Sheehan, CIO for the state of Wyoming. You can read more about him and Wyoming at statescoop.com and at the links in today's show notes. You can subscribe to the Priorities Podcast at PrioritiesPodcast.com and wherever you get your podcast. While you're there, be sure to leave a review or a rating on the podcast page. They make it more likely that more people will find the show. This podcast is a production of Scoop News Group in Washington, D.C. Adam Butler and Carlin Fisher help put it together, and the entire Scoop News Group team contributes. Until next week, I'm Keely Quinlan. Thanks for listening.